Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Uh, hi, my name is Alex. Uh, I'm from Mentoring Effect that already everyone knows probably. And I have with me Donovan Falkerson. And uh, he's from New Mexico. <laughs> I actually exchanged that a little bit because I thought it was Mexico, but now I know. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I'm really happy to talk to him because he has a really huge, uh, various background, I would say, because he's from speaking to film festivals, doing some background. I think your company is media company. I will just let you do that and I will probably give you some space to, to tell us something more about you. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. It's a, it's a privilege to be anytime uh, on someone's uh, personal show and things that they do. And thank you for being a champion of other people. And uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of doers. I'm a big fan of uh, helping people succeed. And uh, I believe that if people can get master their internal thinking in the way that they approach life, there's very few things they can't do. So I uh, appreciate what you bring uh, to this uh, podcasting space and, and the world of just encouragement to others. And so, yeah, um, there's a lot to me. Uh, people can study that up. I don't want to bore them with details that are unnecessary. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I grew up in New Mexico uh, at the world famous uh, Roswell. Uh, yes, UFO, uh, capital of the world. Um, I uh, left and went to college, uh, got a minister's degree and was actually involved in churches for a decade um, professionally. I then stepped out of there and was in professional business in uptown Dallas uh, for just under uh, about 12 to 15 years and then moved back to Roswell to help some family business and eventually opened my own companies. Um, those are uh, Reliquid Media, which we do film production from the basics to things like podcasts like this or commercials for businesses all the way up to feature film. And uh, then I started uh, the Roswell Film Festival. And uh, how, how old? How old have you been when you started? That's a neat part of this story. And it's an encouraging thing to other people that are later in life getting stuff done. I helped build other people's dreams for most of my life. And now I'm doing mine. I actually opened my uh, media company in 2011, but I didn't go full time until 2018. Wow. So it was a uh, side hustle. It was uh, uh, helping. That's still really build long. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so for the last uh, two and a half years, um, we've been up uh, running our own things. Uh, the film festival. It's it's uh, what I call a boutique festival. We're nothing of consequence, but because of the Roswell brand, it garners me some attention and some things. Yeah. So we're just in its infancy. We opened it in 2016. Um, we've been blessed to have fabulous filmmakers that have been a part and um, that, that's always an honor to take people's art and be able to show it off. But uh, yeah, so that's the basics of it. I also own a, a pipe and drape company, but with all the things that are going on in the world, all events are canceled. So that business yeah. right now is just literally stagnant until uh, we resume in the world. Yeah, actually, I'm in the same position because I had two different projects. And one, one of my company was actually event, uh, event management company. And we did a right. lot of community events. And now uh, that is basically, they're all canceled. But it looks like we are going a little bit back. I'm not sure how the situation there. But we have, I think, events up to 100 people from, uh, as from today or tomorrow. I think we are allowed to do that. I'm not sure how nice. it is in, 
you still it's different at every state ours yeah. is uh, one of the last to really be getting momentum and we're feeling it it's it's tough um i don't want to speak positively or negatively on that yeah. um because it's different for different people but yeah uh, for like that company of mine it's really tough because there's nothing i can do we literally yeah. are just stuck at the mercy of it and uh right or wrong uh it hurts <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i always said it's always something to do but exactly when you are you know depending on a, on events they were outdoors and they were actually with people it's yeah. kind of yeah it changes all structure of the company when you actually own other businesses probably doesn't really make sense i guess because you yeah. have a lot of work probably with a film and media company um i've blessed because digital still stays going even when yeah. uh, doors are closed so i've been blessed right? with that yeah, I, I guess that's really good and positive for a lot of people. And I saw a lot of um, digital marketing companies and they're just so busy. And my website lady, she was like, I can't do it. I can't finish because I have so many projects coming. And I think that's great because always, you know, someone grows, someone someone can't, you know, because it's it's just not right. probably possible for some people. And some people lost, jobs, lost the jobs, but some people gain more. So, I mean, it's always good and bad, you know, like yeah, it, it depends how you take it probably for yourself. Right. And there are so many people pivoting at this moment. And, uh, and we had already started that pivot before this hit yeah. uh, because of uh, a personal book that I had written. And I had a mentor telling me, why are you not presenting an online course around that? People really need to be able to engage with that content on a deeper level and with you. And then all of this hit. And then it was like, well, my goodness, now I have even bonus time. We need to get this thing done and get it out there. So, um, yeah. Fortunately, uh, it's been easier for me than most because we have all the equipment, we have all the stuff. Yeah, um, it's already natural to us. Um, but I, I encourage a lot of people to be doing things like that. You know, don't just sit still, but you know, figure out what you can still bring to the market that can help others. Yeah, it's so great thinking. I absolutely agree. Like I was, I was able to stay stuck basically three months ago or three and a half. And that was the same thing, you know, like, oh, I don't have ma major income that was coming from my event company. And uh, I, was wow. like, I just need to do something. And I never did video online. So I never did all that things. And wow. now you can see like, it's almost 100 videos on my YouTube channel. And I did it only right. in like, three months. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what? I just need to do it. And that's the thing, people can do it. And I, I, that's, yes. I'm so happy you brought that because that's something we can probably help people to understand even in two months or three months hard work, you can change all your business. You can change yes. everything. And I would like to go a little bit into your book because you mentioned that. And uh, I think right. you said it's something about thinking about mind. I just, I really want to go there a little bit. What is the book about? Or what is the major focus of the book? Well, the book, it's titled Sins Cure. Um, I, when, the years that I spent on uh, church staffs and things, um, I began to see that we would present people a quick uh, connection to a spiritual uh, solution but then what do you go and what do you do from there? And I felt like a majority of the time, uh, whatever your religious beliefs are, wherever you're at, what we do is we deal with what we call sin, whatever that definition is for every person, you know, things that hurt ourselves and hurt others. Um, but in my opinion, and as I've done my study, that is just a symptom or a, an effect of a deeper problem. And, uh, and so we go through that, uh, the, the truth of it, it's, isn't hidden, but it's a, it's, I, I lay out a very simple to follow procedure on how to guard yourself, protect yourself, and then how to recover when you goof up. <laughs> and, uh, because we all do, 
Yeah. You know, how many times in our life have we found ourselves doing some sort of an action that causes shame and guilt and destruction? And then we lash out at the people around us and we hurt the people that we're interacting with, or we blow That's the business so deal. Or uh, our husband and wife, we snap at them in a way and we're like, why are we even acting like this? And it's because we're carrying this weight of just yeah. nastiness. And in my opinion and in my study, um, it's, it's the selfish nature. And whenever it's about me and not about outward, um, that's when it leads real quickly to uh, giving in to uh, things that are just in, inappropriate, whatever that level is, you know. Yeah. Um, for me, for years, I struggled so desperately to have people's uh, approval on my life and who I was, validation, um, which then eventually that's led big. to... That's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of people. Um, and not every man deals with what I, what I eventually lived into, which was just a really bad, uh, porn habit. And, and it created a, a relationship issues between me and my wife with other people, everything. And it wasn't something that I was proud of, but it was habits and it was things and I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the next person, it might be anger. Uh, they, they just easily get angry all the time whenever they can't cope with things or the next person, it might be alcohol or drugs or uh, too much of gaming or too much uh, whatever that guilty pleasure might be. Yeah. And I believe, because I believe anything in, to excess creates a sinful activity. Um, so if we push things too far, we've now created an imbalance in our relationships. And in turn, you'll, we all find it. We all hate it, but we lash at people. And we treat them in, improperly and so forth. So yeah. we go through the whole process of that and the mentoring and the developing. Yeah. And, and I, I, can't, I can't fix things for people, but I can give them tools. Yeah. So that the That's next time that they go through this, uh, I call it the, the tension mountain. Uh, we all go in our days and tension rises inside of us and it rises and rises and rises. And when we get to the top of that tension mountain, one of two things are going to happen. We either give in to that old negative behavior and then we have shame and guilt and all this because yeah. we get the release we get the tension release because of whatever that action is or we, if we have the right tools we know how to prepare ourselves for that and create a proper healthy release that avoids the shame and guilt and all that cycle and then yeah. now we're actually able to love the people around us and it, but it starts with loving yourself properly yeah that's uh, that's such a that's such a huge topic and it's so important and uh i always i don't know it's for me a little bit sensitive because when you talk about that it's amazing how because i i basically experienced the same thing uh when okay. you talk about that uh being nasty i i became really bad because i was going through ivf journey for three years and and hormones and uh, and all that it's like a bad attitude something supporting your bad attitude and right. behavior and it's after three years, you know, it, it became, it became habit. It was really, it was strong. And, uh, when I, it was, it's so important to reflect and I didn't do it for a few years. So like, I, I just right. didn't reflect. I was like, oh, that's, you know, hormones and all that things. And I feel sorry for myself. I can't have kids. It was all really like a bubble. And okay. when I started to self reflect and I saw my partner getting down and, and he was actually sad and yeah. he wasn't happy at all yeah and i didn't see it until I, I actually realized that he's my mirror 
And wow. uh, when I'm happy, he will be happy probably. And I just started to understand and believe what he was always telling me. Like, I, I just can't be happy because you're not happy. And I was like, no, yeah. you know, bullshit. And I always say yeah, that, yeah. but uh-huh. it's not. And I started to realize when I will help him through, I don't know, nutrition, he lost a lot of weight and he started to be happy. We started exercise. And even if he doesn't want, I'm just like trying to stand up and go. And, you know, it's kind of like yeah. you try to inspire a person next to you and, and he changed in three months. And that all happened last wow. three, four months. And wow. probably also my decision helped because I had made decision I'm done with the journey and, and I just focus on something else. And that was big yeah. reflection to, for me. That means that huge tools, definitely huge tool is, is just really reflect on what you do because that's so much pain when you see how you're hurting people, right? how you talk to them. And, and basically everything, what is exactly like you said, it's fear, it's anger, frustration, everything, what you have inside, you're basically putting on other people. We that's, do that. Um, and, and it's out of a self-preservation thing that we have, but we forget that really we're not that different from each other. Yeah. And all of us are struggling with stuff. And so if we will release that properly and actually care, you know, again, I come from a a Christian Judeo Christian background. So I use that throughout my book very strongly and I'm very clear about that. And I don't tell people how to believe and all that kind of stuff. But my point is, is Jesus said, if you want to obey all the law to sum it up is you love God with all your heart and love others uh, like you love yourself. None of that is about you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly i think it's and so, huge. yeah it's, and so it's that's really- the whole point is once we really grasp that properly when we really have the best interest of others we're gonna fix the things inside ourselves yeah we're gonna make sure because we want them to win you know if i say to you today man i really want you to win but my actions are different that doesn't add up <laughs> exactly. if i genuinely want you to win then i'm going to adjust whatever i need to adjust so that I can be an asset in your life. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is being open. You know, it's okay to say, you know, I, I totally messed this up. Yeah. You know, I really did, but I'm, I'm want to do better and I'm working on it. And I'm going to, you know, having that proper communication. Yeah, uh, I guess exactly. That's, that's the same thing. Be, be okay with failure or be okay that, yes. you know, exactly like you said, messed up. Yeah, everybody messed up. Everybody, you know, make mistakes. We just human. And it's always the same thing for everyone. And, but I want to, want yeah. to go a little bit, I guess, when you came to this wisdom, <laughs> I, I know there was something before because we usually are getting probably smarter or maybe stronger or we have different opinions and we reflect more when we, when we are going through, through really downs, big downs. And I guess there was something in your life. I probably want to go there. Like when you started okay. to do uh, write this book, if you're fine to talk about it, because I guess there was some, some big down or something happened that actually make you realize that maybe the world needs something that you actually writing about and talking about. Is that, is that something that uh, was like the decision maker or? There would be several actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a very strong doer. So I'm always giving yeah. my all to things, which left myself very susceptible to my demons, if you will, if we want yeah. to classify it that way. Um, my own personal demons because I wasn't strong anymore because I gave, when you give all your energy to something, then you're weak and you can give in to selfish activities real quick. Yeah. And so um, I found it being a pattern that had built in there and it was my coping mechanism. Okay. You know, when you're exhausted, when you're tired, when you, 
you would cope with whatever those negative behaviors are yeah. to get a release. It's a, as you know, as you were mentioning it, you get kind of this, it's just so raging and you need that exactly. release <laughs> somehow, you know, what we do in order to cope. Um, and, uh, and it began about three or four or five years. My, my journey began into my marriage. Um, I had had a, just a, a terrible firing at a job. And, uh, and I didn't know why I was fired. I, I felt like I was justified, but it was just brutal. I had to move my family out of state, all this kind of stuff. And I had a good pastor friend of mine sit me down in a chair and said, Donovan, you're being a complete idiot. And he yelled at me for a while and just, and I couldn't see it. I didn't realize it. And I began to really started dig deeping at that point and go, okay, well then something's very wrong here because if it's that clear to others, but not to me, I've got an issue. Um, and I have good intentions. That, that's never been an issue, yeah. an issue for me. But as you know, uh, good intentions don't equal good actions. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Yeah, and intention so, is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, good habits create good actions yeah. <laughs> because your intention can be off, but if you can rely on your habits, you'll well still said. get the job done, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah because there's days that we all have bad days and our intentions are just not good. And so we need to rely on those good habits to keep us going where we need to go. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that began the journey. And before my dad, my dad passed in 2009. And so for about 10 years prior to that, he and I had just really studied and really dug deep. I, you know, I worked with other mentors, other people that wiser than me and being able to draw from their strengths and their study and their things. And, and in 2011, I finally just got around to saying, okay, all of this information, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to put it at a junior high level so that anybody can read it. It's less than a hundred pages on purpose. It's yeah. broken into 12 sections. So that way, because uh, most courses are three months long. So you could do one a week, each okay. section, no matter who wanted to teach it, wanted to run it. There's a, actually a program through a church in Arizona that's used it for years. Um, and, uh, and they're part of the testimonial advertising that we're, we're about to put out for the online course. Um, but the point was, was I wanted it to be something that no matter where you were at, you could pick this up and run with it. Yeah. That's it's great. not, it's not a quick fix. You have to do things. You have yeah. to embrace you, your journey and you have to do something about it. It's yeah. not like there's a magic pill. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's a lot, of, a lot of people actually promising. <laughs> They're promising usually an advertisement, this quick fix. And I said, right. it's, it's never, never like that. Like even to make million dollars, probably in two weeks, it's just not possible when somebody's promising that in advertisement depends what you're selling as well. But if you've I always been building for 10 years, you might make two, 10, you know, 2 million in two weeks yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And but it took all that build yeah. for that to happen in that critical moment. Yeah. It's so much, yeah, and it's so much work, especially when you want to create something big, big business. It's it's a lot of work, you know, and, and yes. it's a lot of hours and we can't cheat the time. The time is what it is. And we right. just don't have more than other person. And I guess uh, what you say, I really, really love the conversation about about like to having some tools and, and be able to fix probably our beliefs and habits. And and I agree, we need to we need to put everything into action. But yes. I have one more question about, uh, about this kind of probably time in your life, because I met a lot of people actually from, from USA, from the USA is probably most of them. They're all pastors and mentors, like it's mentor uh, and pastor is very close. And uh, I yeah. never met anyone like that. Basically only last three, four months when I'm actually doing wow. these interviews. 
And for me, that's huge and it's so different. And I would like to probably know how did you become pastor and how the journey started or if it's something that was going from family and yeah. And how you become a mentor. (laughs) Well, at age 12, um, I had really felt like it was something I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. I wanted to, especially with teens. Um, And by the time I was 16, I was already an intern at the church I was at growing up at and actually got a write up in a national magazine about uh, being one of the first interns at that age to actually be on church staff. Uh, within the organization. And so I, my dad, I come from business owner families, uh, entrepreneurs, things like that. Um, and uh, hard workers. My great, great granddad was a, was a rancher. Um, so we just, when we set our minds to something, we just go do it. Yeah. I didn't know that that wasn't necessarily the norm or whatever. I just said, Oh, I saw that. I liked it. I want to go do it. Um, you know, my dad had taught us how to have our own businesses and our own thinking from the time we were little. Um, so I just poured my life into it, um, entered competitions, speaking competitions, all kinds of stuff like that. A lot of mentoring on how to talk, um, early on. And so then I went to university, uh, to get a full degree in it. Um, I'm still uh, ordained today. I maintain that. I don't talk a lot about that to a lot of uh, places because people start acting funny around you. Um, <laughs> I'm no different than- can't see them now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm no different than the next person. I struggle just like everyone else. I just decided that I wanted to uh, have a platform to, to, to try to help others, you know, find their way. And, uh, and not just in some metaphysical way. I mean, in a very genuine, yeah. find your way so that you can succeed. You know, I, I quote Nacho Libre all the time, you know, I want to win, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's all of us. We do, we want to win. And, and if I can help, people through that. So I ended up going on church staffs. Church is as small as about seven or 80, um, all the way up to uh, several thousand and uh, working with teens. And then because I've got a music background, I even was a music minister. And and then I've done everything but senior pastor. Um, That wasn't really what what I was looking to do. Um, But my main focus was helping teens and all that. So I spent a lot of time. I love teenagers because you can just have open conversation. Uh, They're not they're not so tainted with the rest of yeah. like the rest of us that get older where we've got to act a certain way and we got, yeah. no, they just, Hey, Hi, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I did this today. What should I do? And it's so freeing to have that type of a free conversation. And I'm learning as I get older, we need to have those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. That's great way to see that. Cause it's just so different. It's really different world probably for me because I, uh, I think I was in church once when I was young with my okay. grandmom, but yeah. we don't have the background and, and there was not that many activities that church actually was doing. Like I, okay. I just can't remember because that's so funny because I can see like you, you wanted to help already from your really early age. And right. I think that's amazing. That means naturally you have that and you were seeking that. And I was always just thinking about that, but I didn't know what to do and how to do it because I didn't see okay. that. I didn't know any person to doing that. And I was always thinking I'm really weird. And it was, it, I, I think it, we all do Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not think you are weird. I mean, I think we all think ourselves are weird. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was like you, you're searching or you're trying to find something that is kind of not normal. Like, you know, yeah. everybody was trying to help themselves. And especially there was the change of the system and everything in, um, in Czechoslovakia after that it became Slovakia. It was a different country and different that was okay. before. And I guess everybody wanted everything for themselves. I guess there was maybe some kind of like a different 
I don't know, different society, as I said, it was different behavior. Sure. And um, it just never been really focused on community that much. And I okay. actually, when I moved to Australia, it's, I think that was, yeah, five years ago now. And that was for me, that was shocking. Like it's so community based. It's just so many groups and the groups helping to each other or helping kids or helping. It's just, it's all about helping community. And that's different world. Like you can't find that in Europe that much. Really? It, okay. Yeah. It's so different. I, I, I don't actually, I didn't find out why is that yet, but I'm still thinking okay. like, what is the, yeah. What is the thinking behind or why is that, you know, like the people doing these things so differently. It's, I don't know if, uh, if you follow or listen to Ed Milet, but I love one of his uh, statements um, where he, it was about two years ago I heard this and I've really started to embrace it myself. But he said, you know, you, you'll go play any sports activity. You'll go do all these things in life where you need a myriad of coaches in order for you to succeed. He says, but for some reason, you'll go through life alone without coaches. Yeah, that's really And uh, that really spoke to me. Um, because I had been a coach to a lot of people, but I had kind of, I had stopped getting coaching in my life. And so that's been remedied. I've got people speaking into my life, mentors. I love your, your uh, brand right there. You know, the mentoring effect. Um, it is so critical that we have coaches and ones that are really good in certain areas. And the next one might not be, but he's really yeah. good at, or she's really good in that side. And they're able to speak to you and give you that, just like you said, community uh, the right community. Yeah. I believe it's important to have the right community, uh, yeah, exactly. right? There's right mentors that are speaking crap to you. <laughs> you need to turn those off. I know. <laughs> uh, but we do, we need good coaches. We, we need people yeah. that are able to see those things that are good in us yeah. and reinforce it and then see those things that aren't so good and help us uh, master those. It's so true. Cause when I'm thinking basically my mentor was uh, probably my dad but also because wow. I learned a lot from him and I always wanted to be like, like same as him. He was really, you know, great. He tried business. I was really like, I don't want to go there, but there was different time, really different time. You know, that was not normal to have business and uh, it was not normal to just travel, you know, and even if we actually live on the border with Austria, it wasn't right. kind of normal to go there and work. It was just prohibited. You know, it was really hard to get um, like that approvals and, all that stuff and it's, it's it's so different to see him you know to going to austria and actually work for himself or try to get a job there and just really change maybe economic status of the family and it was so yeah. different like he was always someone that i was i was i would say taking example from but he was pushing me to go to study economy and it was my first argument when i realized that i probably need someone to talk to and he's not my dad because i wanted to study psychology so badly Okay. But I ended up to study economy because my dad said, finance, there is, there is the wealth. You need to go to study economy because that's all about money. You need to learn that. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. But look, it helped me definitely. It's, it's just, I'm missing psychology. And now I'm actually studying five years already. And I'm studying actually behavior coaching and, and all okay. that stuff. And it's so different. And I love it. And that's the, that's the difference. When I will, would do it probably that time. Yeah. Or I would have mentor or coach or someone that I can really talk to about the career, about, you know, what are my, I would say that's always good to have desires and go deeper into your probably purpose and think about your priorities, your personal priorities or how you feel. And I think that's yeah. very important 
and I didn't have that person. And I guess that will okay. be great to have someone who will direct you a little bit, you know, or, or guide you through the process when you are young, 18, you know, 19 years old. And yeah, I think yeah. It's important. But I, I love what you do because I think it's so different for me. It's, it's like, I just want to know more. <laughs> and I, I would like <laughs> to know how you, how you kind of came because pastor, mentor, writing book and now it's film festival media doing some films or something like tell me yeah. about that <laughs> just well the film side uh i'm a nerd uh a genuine <laughs> nerd i grew up programming on apple 2c's for all the old people in the audience um back in second and third grade i'd already started creating video games on uh, computers oh, when wow. that wasn't popular you know that was a joke you know oh you're the vice president of the computer club <laughs> you know we all watch napoleon dynamite you know i fit i identify with that movie a lot um i think i like to think that i look and act and dress a lot better today but i was pretty nerdy back then um, so uh, i grew up a video gamer programmer all that and i started watching films yeah do what I think that's great thing to have, especially now. Like that's that's great. You you went nerd. <laughs> it, it's it's paying off today, but I had a lot of ridicule in my growing up years, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I started going to movies, and I can remember sitting in, in movies uh, from Star Wars to ET to um, I love that old The Last Starfighter, uh, The yeah. Princess Bride. Those were all part of my growing up years. And, uh, and I just said, I want to tell stories. I, I want to do that. And so even in junior high at 12 and 13, I tell the story all the time. I've got a video camera on my shoulder that attached to a VCR on my hip that was my dad's. <laughs> and I would employ my, I don't even remember the stories, but they were sci-fi of some sort. I've always loved yeah. science fiction. But um, I, I would employ my junior high friends and take them down to a gym and we'd turn off the lights and build sets and shoot movies. I didn't know that that wasn't normal. I didn't, I just, yeah, I want to do that. And so I made it, you know, who knows what I put them through. Um, but uh, it was something that I, it's always been a passion. So I've dabbled with it my whole life and all my years of doing church work and some of the other businesses, there just wasn't time to do much. Yeah. And over the last 10 years, I've been able to really sink my teeth into it and make it a business. Um, and it's just, uh, there's something very freeing about being able to tell a story and take people on a journey. Um, and when done right, it's a special experience to sit in that audience and watch everybody and see that you really spoke to them on some level, whether it be entertainment or heartfelt or whatever it is that the mission of the story was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, what we do is magic. So don't forget that this is fun. It's going to be hard work. We're going to work really hard on these sets but the magic is there once we get to the finish line and people see it and it does something for them. Um, so yeah, that, that was something that uh, I, I, I chased as a passion and now I have the privilege of actually doing it uh, for income too. So uh, extra bonus. Yeah, that's extra bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always said, because actually my question was, I was going to ask you about your the, like, biggest passion uh, when you were a child, but I guess you already answered that. Okay. Yeah, like, because it's very important. What I'm trying to do with my clients as well is it's really great exercise. And that's, that's the passion basically. When you think about something that you really love to do when you were a child, yeah. and it's something that you just spent hours, but you didn't even realize that were hours, you know, in your time, right. it was a few minutes, but you were just so stuck with that because you love to do that. Is that something like that in your childhood that you stopped to always, do? Always, yes. I would always rope in my friends 
Um, I had a very large Star Wars and Transformers. In fact, you can't see it here, but I've got a Transformer sitting up, two of them on my shelf here. And I've got a lot of collectibles. Um, but uh, I had a bunch of those as a child. And so I would rope them in, the neighborhood kids, and we'd either go bike riding and playing just like any other kid in those days. It's a shame that that's gone today. But uh, um, yeah. we'd get in the dirt and we'd build these cities and we'd have, we'd have this whole story of how these characters were living and we'd act it out and all. Cool. And uh, I even wrote short stories and things like that. I remember entering those. Um, I was very much into art. Uh, so I entered into a lot of art contests and uh, yeah. things like that as well. And um, you know, to my parents' credit, there's things that we've talked about over the years that weren't uh, as amazing and wonderful that we're trying to improve with ourselves and our kids. Um, but to their credit for the things that they did amazing, one, a lot of that was you can, uh, the, that, that, that concept. Oh, you want to do that? Let's go. Let, let's figure it out. It may not be what you do the rest of your life, but at least for this week, let's put some energy into that and see what, where it goes. That's you know. so. That's great attitude. That's definitely something that is helping so much. To yeah, yeah, and I and I believe healthy that, person. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe a lot of people are held up just by those two words. They don't mm -hmm. know that they can. Yeah, exactly. You can. So true. But yeah. it's so funny that you actually your your passion was already something that you actually do now. Like you were creating stories, and you were creating basically yes. kind of like movies, um, you know, and some some kind of art and, and story and picture vision, you know, like I, you already did it before. I mean, that's great. Like you, yeah, I, I love, I love make-believe. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of the Disney land, Disney world experience and all that kind of stuff because you, you get to escape reality for a while. Uh, um, this is, I'm so happy you're saying that because <laughs> my partner is looking at me really, really funny way. Cause I have these Sundays and I'm like, it's Sunday morning. I have to have my fairy tale. And he's like, nice. what? And yep. I said, I love it. I just need to have it. Because when I was a child, we had these Sundays, uh, you know, Sunday morning, early morning, parents were still in bed. We always ran to the TV and we watched fairy tales or cartoons. Nice. You know, it was something nice. that was not real. And I just yeah. loved that. And I just, I didn't have it for a few years, but I came back to that. And I'm doing that again. And I love it. That's just, it's best weekend when I can, you know, escape, I guess, somewhere. I believe it's so yeah. important that we dream. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I was listening to uh, Brendan Burchard. I think everybody's really loved drawing it, uh, just inspiration from the man. He's been an amazing communicator the last decade. Um, and he talked about, you know, what are the three words that define you, you know? And for me, you know, immediately it's going to be dream, then it's going to be love, and then it's going to be believe, you know? Uh, we, we have to keep dreaming. Um, otherwise, what, what are we really doing other than just existing? Yeah. You know? And so like you, I, I love the fairy tales. I love the stories. I love, you know, let's dream. And I think it also helps us as business owners and things uh, to remember that it's okay to dream beyond the, the menial tasks. Yeah. You know, what could, what could be, what could it look like if I just yeah. adjusted here, where could we go? Yeah. This is exactly what, like we, what I'm trying to actually teach as well. It's kind of like create your marketing message the way that you actually ask people first thing, like, I wonder what would happen or imagine this can be great. Yeah. Imagine you have that and that, you know, or you can go somewhere. It's, it's kind of like put the word imagine into someone's brain. It's taking them somewhere else on different journey. And I think, I think that's important. I, it, it's sometimes really challenging for me to find the words in English still, you know, like I'm trying to really yeah, yeah. think, but I think also imagine is that the word is 
resonating with everyone. And I guess people should probably think a little bit more about that, like to, you know, put out advertisement about crisis that is happening. And, you know, we know you all suffer. It, it's kind of like change the message, you know, and, and right. bring some, uh, I don't know, fantasy to the world and to our brains and uh, take us on a different journey a little bit, you know? I think it's just like when you're, you know, when you're planting a field, whatever you, whatever seed you plant is the tree that's going to grow. And yeah. so if you're planting seeds of life and excitement and energy and uh, you can, and yes, we will, we're going to win. And uh, you have no, it's, you shouldn't be surprised later when you do. <laughs> and I, that's, and this is so, so great. And so important with kids as well. I don't know. Do you have kids? I do. Yeah. Do you, you probably know because you probably raised them correct way i would say you know and and making making them realize uh, what they can do in their life you I, know? Sure, I sure hope i've done well i know i've done a, my share of mistakes but i hope i've done enough to give them what they need so that they can win yes i think the attitude that you already know and you're aware of the mistakes or what you know like I, i'm taking always an example like when you have kids you know running because i know they, they they basically you put programming into their head between age of actually first month and three years so like that that age is really important because we actually we can't remember that but that was all the things that happened to us and we, we put yeah. beliefs and belief system into our brains by parents friends family and uh, maybe some teachers or a anyone basically and we don't even remember that people and that's the, right. <laughs> that's the crazy thing and i always say like just just imagine the kid you know when when kid is running because there was i think that someone did it and uh, there was kid running around you know like kids are running naked you know and playing right, right. and the parents uh -huh. like go dress up blah, 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 and start screaming at a kid i was like you just told the kid that she sh or she should be actually embarrassed to go in bikinis you know on a beach or she shouldn't right. be ever naked she should be probably ashamed of her body and i said right. that's so important to understand like we can probably talk different way to the kids agreed and yes yeah it's just big thing and then i realized i said oh it's really hard because that's so much wrecking the world <laughs> to help people to get rid of that kind of beliefs. I've actually set my kids down and apologized to them for certain things like that over the years. Um, wow. And even recently that's again, big. and said, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. And I gave you some things that are programmed into you. That's not good. And I'm sorry, because <laughs> uh, that's not fair. You know, you were trusting me. <laughs> but you know uh how else can they get free from that you yeah. know they they get validation to get free from that from me i deposited it i should give them validation that hey that is bad and it's wrong and yeah if you let me i'll help you fix it <laughs> okay. but it's, you know? it's bad now they are aware that there was some programming that you put into their heads <laughs> and they're like yeah okay i need right. to write that this is probably from that <laughs> this right, is what right. he's talking yeah. about it's good you know like they they are aware that something can can come up and i think that's the that's another great step you did i guess you know to raising them I, I think again that most of us are not that desperately complicated if yeah. we're treated properly and actually uh communicated too well most of us are, are very gracious uh, you know i think people are naturally good people but we have a nature that tends to go to to evil to protect ourselves yeah. And so um, when we are allowed a, a free space, we actually gravitate to really good stuff. And, okay. uh, uh, but we have to encourage it. It comes it, from, like we said before, that community of, of mentors and coaches yes. and people to keep us, 
in our right headspace. Yeah, but it's so true because when you spoke about your book and uh, and uh, your your program and all that stuff, it's I think very important, especially when you when you're talking about like we need to be in the right space. But yeah, we need to reflect. We need to understand that we are not in the right space and we are actually hurting people. Yeah. And I guess that beginning is great because that was when I said my story as well about that, like how I changed. I met a lot of depressed people, honestly, like that okay. three during that time, you know, that three years when I was going through IVF journey, even, even some friends I met, they're not my friends anymore. And it was, you know, three years, it's not huge, huge time. And I was really seeking for friends because I was here only one year and I was like, I don't know anyone. I I really need friends. I really need someone, you know, I need uh, some business people around. I tried to create my own community, but I pretty much created really bad base of the community wow. first few yeah, yeah. Years because in I there. was actually in bad state. It's <laughs> yep, so, I, but it's exactly what, what you, you said, we are attracting actually what we are. And that's yeah. exactly when I changed. I'm speaking with different people last six months. And, wow. and that is amazing. Actually, there are people, they, they lift me up and I can lift them up, you know, like we, we can really that's help so each cool. other. And yeah. we're helping, helping each other. We have same mission, we, we're connecting more. And finally, I'm attracting that people that I was thinking before, I was like, oh, this will be great friends, but it's not for me now. You know, it, it was yeah. just the energy different or vibration difference. It was so huge that oh. I just couldn't, couldn't probably attract them because I didn't feel safe or good about myself. It's, it's so yeah. big. And it's very different, very important. What you you have say. to guard, to echo what you just said, I believe we have to guard the voices in our life. I don't care where they're coming from. It could be something that you've been around for 20 years, but if it's, if it's taking you the wrong direction, you got to get, you got to get it out Uh, because we are many times, you know, we gravitate to whatever our headspace is. And if we don't get our headspace, right, we wake up going, how did I get all the way over here? And uh, (laughs) that's a scary feeling. It is. It really is. I didn't know myself. I can be actually very really honest. When I saw pictures, I didn't take three years. I didn't want to take a picture of myself because wow. when I saw a picture yeah. of me, that wasn't me. I understand. It was, it was that huge that I didn't understand. And I actually knew that I'm guarded by someone, you know, some inner voice that yeah. is telling me lies or, or is doing things and I'm following that. And I was, I was a bad person. I don't think I was a good person. Sure. Like, of course, probably I, I was lucky that I didn't have a lot of people around me, you know, to hurt. It was my partner, but, <laughs> but poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the, the thing is that uh, how hard it is, like when you, when you work with people, probably, you know, how hard is that like to get rid of that inner voice or whatever it's guiding you through that bad times. It's even if it's scary, you know, it's there, you know, that's not you but it's still so hard to go away. Like you need to really put, you know, some- I'm gonna give another resource um, that your audience for people that resonate with what we're talking on can use. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, uh, spelled just like the word, you may be familiar with her, uh, but amazing uh, neuroscientist that also comes from a spiritual background, but she teaches the process of how we rebuild habits, actually medically, how the electrodes, all that stuff work. Um, and it is a literally a reprogramming. Yeah. And yeah. when we and, and we have to reinforce it and reinforce it, that's why I always reference habits. Um, yeah. We have tools that allow us to keep those habits going even when we don't want to. <laughs> when our attitude is way off. Yeah. Uh, and for those of us that are high achievers, our attitudes get off a lot. 
It, it is so if important. We, we expend yeah. our energy and then we're like, we don't want to mess with anything else. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't be around me. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're vulnerable. It, it is, yeah. Uh, I guess that's that's great thing that you mentioned that uh, neuroscience and uh, and actually working through habits because that's I was listening to something yesterday. But I, what I do because I'm doing my like for example I have I have my rituals in the morning because I know if right. I don't do that I can go easily back you know to right. probably not that not great space and and those actually rituals or habits help me to feel actually energized and connect with myself or maybe just yes. find that that positive energy that that was what was me or who was me before yeah and it's so funny how important is that because to, this morning i woke up i was like no because i was exercising yesterday and i was so tired and my muscles sore and i was like it's so easy to, to don't not to do my yoga like 20 <laughs> minutes it's so easy right. to, to just, just yep. stop but when you have that, like you said, high achievers, you know, when you have your habits, you need to be very strict and committed yeah. with, with what you do. And you know, it's good for you. That means it it's is. kind of like overcome that moment when it's some inner voice saying like, don't do it, stay in bed. It's like, no, I'm actually going to do it. And it's like <laughs> laughing on that inner voice. Like, no, it's like, well, you're, I'll be you're real not going to honest and me. transparent for you. Uh, about four and a half years ago, I was about 30, 35 pounds overweight. And wow. uh, um, I had justified it. I'd found every way to accept it and that it was okay. And life was hard. And you know, all the stupid stuff we go yeah, through. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> We've got stuff in the way that we don't want to have to deal with. Yeah. And uh, I had a set photo from a, a film that we were on. Uh, the, the guy that had taken it was so proud because he had me and the, the director of photography together. And it was a gorgeous photo, but all I could see was this fat man. And it was me. <laughs> And, uh, and I came home and talked with my kids and my wife and they all said, yeah, yeah, you've got a problem. We, we would like for you to fix it. <laughs> and, uh, That's and great I started on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was a real confidence booster. Um, but, uh, uh, as I went through that process and really started realizing, wait a minute, this is an area of my life that was out of control and uh, I was justifying it. That's a scary thing at the first offset to go, wait a minute, that you're that vulnerable uh, to have habits and things that are improper. And even though I'm mentor people and talk to them, I've still got my own issues that I'm working through yeah. trying to find, you know, um, it's not that I've arrived. It's that I've got tools that can help in the process. And so I started using some of that and I got connected with a proper coach in fitness and everything. And now today it's a normal part of my routine, just like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much through that process you know, uh, there's a phrase that you use when you're training, you train through failure, not to failure. Because yeah. if you stop at the failure point, you don't get any growth. You got to go past the failure point in order to get growth and success. And so now I use that a lot in talking with people is, you know, hey, you're going to fail and you need to look forward to it. You don't need to do it on purpose because yeah. <laughs> failure on the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Failure on the same thing is not good. That means you're not learning and growing. But failure shows you a place that you can grow. Yeah, I agree. And, so you and go through it. Yeah, and especially in training, it's so hard. Like I understand because my my partner is a, he was a professional athlete. That means he knows how to overcome that point. Then you are right. tired, you don't want to do it, and you're going through the pain and tears. Yeah. And, and right. he's doing that now, and we train together because we have like a small garage <laughs> garage gym. We just nice. set it up because gyms are closed. And when I'm seeing him, I was like, "Where are you running?" Just 
calm down, go slower. And, and he's like, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is like, because it's so hard because you can see that, that he's driven and he's doing that. And, and he really right. can go through the pain. And I'm doing these, these push-ups, you know, and I'm, I'm crying because I can't even lift myself. But he's looking at me. He's like, this is the point. You need to right. count to that point when you can't lift yourself up. And I was right. like, okay. And he's like, and now stop for a, for a second and go again. <laughs> and I was and like, not oh. see it as a bad thing. See it as a good thing. You know, yeah. my, my, uh, the guy that I mentored, he doesn't know me, but it's through a digital course yeah. on physical fitness. He says, when the pain begins, that's when the workout starts. Yes. <laughs> you haven't worked out yet. Now you're working out. And that, that, that one mental shift, that's one little tool that shifted my mind into a place to go, wait a minute. I've always feared that. Yeah. Now he's teaching me, no, you need to embrace that because that's where you'll get the win. And, you know, and that's the same thing I do through our stuff. And I, I'm hearing you say it too. It's so very important that we embrace that, you know, struggle doesn't mean that there's bad stuff. Um, it means that there's a victory on the other side that's worth yeah obtaining if you will just push through exactly it's so true even in business because i had i had moments because i had business uh before in europe and um and in thailand and now i started from zero again basically in um in australia yeah. and it's just so hard because you you always have new and new challenges they're coming they will always right. come and there was so many different things i didn't have any idea about this you know community attitude or or all that culture how that actually works here and it's, it was so hard and wow. I almost, you know, a few times I almost gave up and I was like, you know, what is yeah. too hard? I will just find a job. But right. I was like, I will find a job and what will happen after? I said, I will yeah. probably be able to break there one year. And I will be like, no, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I have my time, my working times. And I want to tell myself when I will work and how I will work. And I was right. just always going there. It's like, no, no, no. That, that pushed me through because I was like, no, I actually don't want to have a job. I really yeah. want to make this happen. And I had really hard time basically now as well, like the company stopped to work, uh, the event management. And it's so funny how you, like, you still have the option. It's like, okay, now I should go to work. <laughs> it's All like, right. no, I can make this work. And, and it's just really pushed through. And you, you realize you find that energy and that, so, you know, the strength you have actually. And it's yes. more motivational, I would say, or it's inspiring when you're doing that through, through the failure or through the that I would setbacks, I would call that probably. But yeah, it's such a cool feeling. Again, I go back to that when you win, because I, yeah. I think that's what that is. It's it's like winning on a on a baseball team or a football team or whatever. It's the same way in life and your personal or your business. When you push through that, you've conquered something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and, and it's important. Uh, Manny Koshman, he says it like this. He says, you know, whenever I don't have a struggle, I get scared. Yeah, that's because something's not right. Something's not happening. We're not moving where we should be because yeah. there's always a struggle to, to conquer. There's always yeah. another piece that we need to push through. Um, and he goes, and I've learned to love the struggle. And I, I took that. I always give him credit when I state it. Um, but I love that. I love yeah. that statement because yeah, life's hard. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's exactly, it's what you choose. You know, you can call, your life uh, that is hard or you can call this it, just journey. It's a yeah. journey, you know, and, and yeah. you have ups and downs and you can enjoy it and you can get gain from, from even failure a lot. I guess yes. we always learn from failure. And uh, 
I, I guess it's good to have challenges when you do something because I feel alive. I don't know about you, but yeah. I feel so alive when actually there is challenge because right. that would be so boring yeah. when you don't have challenges. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm not going to take more of your time because this conversation is great. I will, I will probably continue another hour, but I would like to ask you probably at the end, what is your like next step probably? What is ahead? What is, you know, Donovan in 10 years? What, what, what are the plans? Okay. Um, a little glimpse behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm building my uh, speaking and teaching and things like that finally in my life. Um, I did it semi-professionally in churches and then was away from it for 15 years. Um, so that's, that's a big part of where we're headed. Why? Uh, first of all, I love helping people. Um, I've got three, three more books in the works right now, which will also have online courses as well. Um, we'll be going live with each of these. Uh, the first one, possibly by the end of this week, uh, here in June, uh, but sometime here in June, that course will be live and available for people to to sign up and start engaging with me as well. Um, and then I'll start writing the next three um, and getting those going. But in ten years, I would like to have things successful enough that I'm actually producing my own uh, feature films. Um, and what I mean by producing is funding it out of my own pocket. Um, and for people that have paid attention to what that costs, that's an insane amount. So I've got a tall mountain, um, a big one to build. Um, but I'm inspired. I love it. Uh, I would rather shoot for the moon and hit the clouds than to shoot for the cross the street and get there. So, um, uh, I I, want to push. Um, I don't believe in retirement. Um, I plan to live to 150 Lord willing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh, still be doing things. Now I might change yeah. vocations, might switch what I'm doing, but I'm not, I'm not looking to sit. I want to, I want to do, I want to continue to impact people on some level. Um, and uh, the first couple of the steps of that is through these mentorship programs. And yeah. uh, yes, they will cost, um, but that uh, that's what comes through mentorship and it will take time and it'll take a lot of work on my part and, uh, a lot of development, uh, but the, what an honor and a privilege to get to meet, meet people and to hear their stories and to play a small part in helping them down their journeys so that they find their wins and they yeah. overcome their, their places of whatever that they face that's darkness and struggle and difficulties and whatever. Um, so that's a privilege and, and in turn, being able to take that money and uh, tell stories on uh, visually, you know, in, in a visual medium too. So uh, that's the basics, you know, I've got dreams that are sitting way beyond that, but those are, those are going to stay personal for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hope we will be able to have more conversation about that. Yes. And uh, also I would say you amazing dreams and I definitely would like to maybe call you again in maybe a year or two year time and, um, and actually see where you are at and how everything's going, because I think your journey is very interesting. And I, I really Thank believe you. a lot of people learn something today or Thank you. Yeah, I, hope I believe so. that, that it, that is bringing something to their life. And, uh, that's the reason we are doing this and I really appreciate your time. And uh, probably at the end, where we can find you. And I would love to share also the link and everything to your website for people. That means if you can tell us where we, where we can find you. That is so kind of you. Thank you so much. And so I don't forget, I uh, really appreciate your, your kindness and opportunity to speak and you uh, giving me a few minutes to share some of my thoughts. I know you have a powerful wisdom of your own and you shared some of that today. And 
just a privilege to share your stage with you. Um, to, to find and connect with me the easiest way, I have a unique name, so I'm able to have my own uh, stuff everywhere, but donovanfulkerson.com, uh, uh, that'll springboard you to everywhere. I'm on all social media platforms. If you're trying to follow my businesses, uh, those have their own social media platforms, but if you're connecting with me and my message and my things, that's where you run there. But you can go to, again, donovanfulkerson.com, uh, that will connect you to uh, all different directions. And if you're unsure, drop me a line. I actually communicate with people. I, I love to meet people. I love to, to be with them. Uh, our online course, like I said, we'll be adding a section to our website so that people can connect with that. And we'll even be uh, doing a special for this season where we'll all two versions of the course will be 50% off when we launch um, just as a, as a small gift to everybody. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. And um, I wish you all good luck on your journey and uh, that that mountain becomes smaller, I guess. I hope yes. <laughs> and you will actually, yes. you will walk easy, easy way. And um, yeah, enjoy challenges. And uh, I hope I will see you soon again. Thank you so much. I, I would love to. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Donovan. Bye. <laughs> Bye.